Hey family, this is James Taylor, lead pastor of the Heavenly Vision Church, where it is our vision to reach, save, strengthen, and mature. I'm glad you could tune in to this podcast today. I pray that the word will be a blessing to you and help you move towards God's will. If you have your Bibles with you, if you can lift them, if you can lift them in the air, if you would repeat after me, this is God's word for my life. This is God's will for my life. And this is God's way for my life. My purpose is only achieved when I follow his word. Therefore, I will open my mind to learn. I will open my ears to hear and I will open my heart to be transformed. Let's say this part loudly. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. We honor you reverence you not for anything that you have done but simply because you are God but also because we have the awesome privilege of calling you our father as sinful wretched ratchet and messed up as we are on our best days you allow us the privilege to still call you father and for that we say thank you lead us into all truth now let the word check us where it needs to build us where we need to be built up and may we be the better for it when we leave this place in Jesus name we pray and we all say together amen and praise God come on clap your hands we love the Lord if you don't mind standing um pastor and to overseer and to the preachers and to the pastors and potentates and elder. Uh, it's just good to be in the building. Um, I think you, you asked them to come and they came. They're your friends. think I'm in a room with any enemies tonight um, and if so it doesn't matter you're an enemy by yourself um, I don't know how long I don't know how far we're gonna get with this so I don't, I don't know if we'll I don't know if we'll dig all the way in because time may run out on me um, but I want you all to journey with me if you do not mind to 
1 Kings chapter 13. First Kings chapter 13. The Lord told me I got one shot at this. One opportunity to have the ear of several preachers, prophets, elders. Um, so First Kings chapter 13. Beginning with verse 1. At the Lord's command, reading from the New Living Translation, a man of God from Judah went to Bethel, arriving there just as Jeroboam was approaching the altar to burn incense. Then, at the Lord's command, he shouted, O altar! altar this is what the Lord says a child named Josiah will be born into the dynasty of David on you he will sacrifice the priests from the pagan shrines who come here to burn incense and human bones will be burned on you that same day, the man of God gave a sign to prove his message. He said, the Lord has promised to give this sign. This altar will split apart and its ashes will be poured out on the ground. When King Jeroboam heard the man of God speaking against the altar at Bethel, he pointed at him and shouted, seize that man. But instantly, the king's hand became paralyzed in that position. And he could not pull it back. He could not pull it back. At the same time, a wide crack appeared in the altar and the ashes poured out. Here it is. Just as the man of God have predicted in his message from the Lord. So I want to talk about on your way to your seat, look at three people and tell them I said what I said. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you don't mind looking at one more neighbor and telling them sorry we can't be friends uh, stay with me as we ease our way down the yellow brick road to eventually get to the text if we get there the greatest war the greatest war that God has had to deal with is the war with man and woman and his and her ability to choose to make choices unlike any other creation it seems that man and woman which has been made in the image and likeness of God 
has from the beginning used his and her God-given privilege to choose outside of the will of his or her creator. From day one, man and woman have been intentional in being rebellious against God. And since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, God has had the tedious task of trying without force to navigate us back unto himself. It began, this whole navigation back unto God, it began with punishment. Everyone say punishment. It began with punishment in the garden and then it moved from punishment to provision. Everyone say provision. With Noah, when he provides an ark to save those that were a little bit more righteous than everybody else. Then after provision, then he uses promise. Everyone say promise. Promise, he uses that with Abraham. And here it is, with all of these measures, punishment, provision, promise, all of these measures he used being hopeful that it would turn mankind back to the knowledge that he or she needs God, that he or she needs God's way, that he or she needs God's will and plan for their life. And that he or she needed to forsake their human will and grab hold to God's will. Let me say this out front and let me say this very clearly just in case anybody has forgotten. You need God's will. You need God's way and you need God's plan for your life. And in order to grab to his will, his way, and his plan, you are going to have to forsake your own will, your own way, and your own plan. One of the things that's scaring me in modern church is this blend that we can somehow, someway grab God's will and still hold on to our will. When in actuality, you have to let go of your will in order to accomplish God's will. And so God has been wrestling with mankind to try to bring us to the place that says, I need God and I need to forsake my will. So he used punishment, but the problem with punishment at the beginning was that it gave birth to bloodshed through the death of Abel by the hand of Cain. And then after that, he uses provision. But the problem with provision of the ark is that it birthed an ungrateful generation of mankind. And then he used promise. But the problem with promise was that it birthed an entitled group of people who wanted reward with no relationship. 
and they would lean in any direction that at that time seemed as if it would produce such promising results. I submit to y'all that are listening to me tonight that we have also seen these phases over the course of churchdom. That God released a move of punishment where we heard nothing but fire and brimstone. But unfortunately, that caused people to kill new incoming Christians that did not get it right fast enough. So then we moved into a season of provision where God was making ways out of no ways. He was bringing us out of tenant farming and he was bringing us off of plantations. He was providing houses and homes for the believers. But that gave birth to an ungrateful generation that felt as if they did it all by themselves. Then we came into a season that we just came out of the season of promise. Slap five people, high five, the car is yours. Hopscotch, throw a stone down the road and God's going to give you a car. Be as ratchet as you want to be, but your man is on the way. You can be a hoe to your pleasure, but God's still going to bless you with a wife. That was the promise season. However, that gave birth to an entitled group of people who only come to church for reward, but they don't want relationship. And so unless God is rewarding you for your church attendance, you begin to fall off. Unless God rewards you for giving him praise, then your praise becomes fickle. So we've got a generation of churchgoers that don't want relationship. They just want the benefits of knowing God. So after the benediction is over, they go back to twerking on Instagram, dropping it low in their stories, being freaky on Snapchat, because it ain't about relationship. It's about reward. So let me sing and I'm nasty. Let me be on the praise team and I'm rude, because I don't want church to bring me into relationship. I want church to pay me. I want church to give me access to a car, a house, a man, and a woman. And so now we got a generation of entitled people that need to feel important and they want to be seen. So unless they can run to the altar to shout, they don't shout because it's not good enough to shout in the back of the church because you're shouting from your heart. But I want to shout closer to the pastor so I can feel like I am somebody. I'm not scared of none of y'all. Punishment. We moved from punishment and then we went to provision and then we went to promise. It was after, follow, the, follow the, the, the sequence of events in the Old Testament. It was after the promises of God were no longer enough to steer man back to himself. That then 
then God establishes the office of the priest and the job of the priest were to intercede on behalf of Israel because they were out of control ladies and gentlemen I submit to us that there was a season where God was too good to the church and that it was supposed to steer them back to him but they've used their cars to go to Vegas instead of service they used their money to have status instead of building altars in their houses so God raised up a season a priest who we call intercessors and it became hot to be an intercessor I'm an intercessor I'm going to 5 a.m. prayer I'm going to 6 a.m. prayer I'm going online to order me a prayer shawl clearing out my shoes so that I can have a war room because I'm an intercessor because I'm a priest and the job of the priest is to know your mess and just pray for it the job of the priest is to know you are foul and just pray for it the job of the priest is to know you're inconsistent and just pray for it the priest ain't supposed to check you the priest ain't supposed to say nothing we just supposed to tell you keep coming baby because God will change you eventually but the problem became when the priest became tainted because they cared more about being popular with the people than being in position with God and we have a problem in modern church because folks got position but they care more about entertaining the people than pleasing the God that hired them y'all don't like me and so we got folks that are in pulpits we got people that are being honored in position but yet they have been tainted by the people themselves the people run with the priests which is a no-no the priests are eating at norms with the people the priests are sleeping with the people I used to be one of them boom the priests the priests are committing sin with the people they're supposed to be interceding but the problem is you can't pray against something you participate in and so now we've got a group of people in our churches in Los Angeles and in the country that can't call out a demon they just slept with on Friday and so therefore even some of y'all that ain't clapping it's cause your hands are too dirty to pray for your family you can't smoke with your cousin and then pray for your cousin there's got to be a separation between the priest and the people God says watch the progression everybody loves being a priest I've never seen so many people have prayer shawls and they can't even tell you where it's at in the Bible I've never seen so many people lay out at church and don't lay out in their kitchen can I help some of y'all that are only following who you look up to? Ain't nobody gonna say nothing to me. If you ain't laying out on your floor in your living room, don't lay out at church. 
if the house of prayer is not your house first don't bring that up in here all that is is you cloning somebody and practicing witchcraft thank you lord I promise you I promise you God is mad with the priests I promise you he's upset with the people that are calling people to public prayer but they won't answer God's call to private prayer he's tired of people praying for an hour behind the pulpit but he can't get you to pray for two minutes at three o'clock in the morning sit your behind down I'm scared of y'all that ain't even saying amen in this for it is the counterfeit intercessors that can't even spot what they should be praying for because you if you are a true intercessor can't nobody lie to you because God tells you in your spirit that they asking for prayer for drugs but actually they are whole on the inside y'all ask me to come touch your name and say where are the priests but the problem is So when the priests have become tainted, here's where I'm going with this. I'm right where I need to be. Then God called forth another office. That's where I'm at. When the priests became bought and paid for by the Republican Party, when the priests cared more about being presidents of National Baptist Conventions or bishops of denominational works rather than serving God, God began to raise up another office. Y'all ain't got it. When the intercessors started caring more about being on a prayer team than just having some power when you pray, God started raising up another office in our churches that is causing a civil war. In our churches, there is a beef within our congregations. And the beef is between the people who God has called in to replace the people who have abused the calling. Y'all all missed that. Some of y'all ain't saying nothing to me. It's because you're the one about to be replaced. The civil war is the people that have no seminary training, but they got an ear for God. There's another office rock that says, I didn't come here for a parking space. I came here for God. Let me check the barometer real quick. Let me see. Is there about 25 of y'all that said, I didn't come here to be impressive. I came here because I need God. That's where the war is. It's in our choir stuff. It's in our praise teams and it's in our pulpits. The real is tired of the counterfeits. Y'all gonna talk to me. If y'all can't say amen, it's because you a punk. Somebody open up your mouth. Shout down your road. Say, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the people who are trained snakes. There is another office rising up okay. I'm going to say it again I'm going to say what I said and I'm going to see if y'all scared or you're going to say it with me touch your neighbor and say there's another office rising up I said I need you to say it from your chest look at your neighbor and shake, it, shake the hell out of him and say did you hear what I said another office is rising up now let me tell you why y'all ain't saying amen because God is raising them up and you can't train them 
You can't make her sit down because it's the announcements. You can't make him stop shouting because it's your time to perform your persuasive speech that you call a sermon. I wish I talked to some people in here. Let me tell you if you in the next group, you don't wait to church to holler. You are out for in the grocery store and when God said open your mouth, you open your mouth and start making a sound. If that's not you, sit down and shut up. There's another office. God said the priests became tainted so I started raising up another office y'all gonna get quiet here who only follow the commands from God and they only speak what God tells them to speak okay this next office is the office that God says and when you speak what I tell you to speak I will father y'all might holler here demonstrate my power uh, with you no I am sick ain't nobody gonna talk to me here preachers help me here I am sick of empty declarations don't I say nothing? So I'm sick of people saying stuff, but no demonstration comes behind it. The Holy Spirit is not an empty wagon, ladies and gentlemen. If you got the Holy Ghost, you're gonna see manifestation of what God took. Everybody in here that ain't seen manifestation, go home. I need someone to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, say everything he told me he was gonna do, he did. As a matter of fact, I'm tired of shouting on what he might do. I need some shouters to say he will do it. Here's the shout, because he has already done done it. Uh, is there anybody in this place that can shake your neighbor, say neighbor, no more empty declarations. That's not even where I want to go. So here's the thing. So this next office comes up. And here's, the, here's where I'm going with this. Because I'm going to get to this text. Is that here's the thing. The priest can punishment, provision, promise, the priest. Then here comes the other office called the prophets. Now, when I was at Kruger National Park in South Africa, and I told the story to Greta Zion, they laughed. The, 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 the people I was with, the Caucasian driver that I was with, liked to go out with the aminals. <laughs> and uh, I'm scared, because I'm like, we out here with just a topless Jeep. And, and he, he rolls up right next to a lion. Lion is there. I'm, looking at me, looking at the lion, lion looking at me, and I'm saying, lion gonna eat me. He said, don't even trip about the lion, and, even, and don't even worry about it. We, got, we rolled up on a cheetah, about the same thing. Nothing happened to, the cheetah never came around direction. We rolled up on, he said, let me show you something, because I said, listen, why are we out here? I don't, I'm black, why are we out here? They gonna eat me, he said, don't trip, let me show you something. I said, okay, show me. He takes me to an elephant, huge elephant, elephant huge. And I'm sitting there saying, why 
are we out here? And he rolls up on the elephant. He said, let me show you something. The elephant, as he rolled up on the elephant, the elephant turns away, and the elephant starts walking away. And I'm like, okay, cool deal. He rolls up on the elephant even more. And I'm sitting there saying, you tripping, bro. He rolls up on the elephant, and the elephant, you know, stops, looks back, looks, and walks away. And I'm like, okay, cool. Amen. Praise the Lord. He rolls up on the elephant again. I'm sitting there like, now listen, man. You know, in a minute, we about to catch fade, right? And so... So then he honks at the elephant. I'm really like, why are you doing this? He turns around. He looks back at the Jeep. And then he says, he goes, and I'm like, okay, hey, all right. He made a noise. Let's go. He says, nah. He rolls up on the elephant even more so. Elephant starts slapping his ears. And and then he backs away and decides to take off. I said, what'd you do that for? He said, I need you to know something about the animal kingdom. He said, I need you to understand that none of them are aggressive unless they are left with no other choice he said he said every creation is designed to try every option to try to get out of it or to fix it and if you just don't get it then after a while they got to turn around and they have to confront you y'all don't have it yet it has been the devil's ploy since 2015 to present to try and argue that it is not of God for you to be confrontational it has been the devil's ploy in modern church I'm coming that tells us that it's not of God for you to be aggressive that is not of God for me to be in your face and upfront about what it is that you're doing and here's the reason why the devil wants to create a docile environment in the house of God because the devil can cover way more ground if he can convince the church that the church's role in society and culture is to be timid is to be quiet is to know what you're doing and look the other way that's why some of y'all ain't saying nothing because you brought your demons here too but I came for you also Aunt Chidi, I can't tell you when I'm ready. See, it has been the devil's trick, PG, to convince us that that thing in us that causes us to want to confront you and call it out, that that's not of God. But actually, the only reason why I feel like calling it out is because God has done everything he could to get your attention the nice way. Y'all quiet. And the problem in the church and this next generation is you want to act like that God is on trip mode but God said no I have tried my best through punishment through provision through promise and through the priest to get you to turn back to me but instead all that did was give birth to a cancerous version of Christianity that mixes the profane with the holy that writes words to God on top of a so anxious track y'all not saying nothing that would literally take flesh stuff and wrap on top of it and offer it on God and never think you are wrong you would never eat a meal off of a dirty plate you would never drink water out of a dirty glass why do you think that God wants you to remix genuine song and remix a Mary J. Blige song and serve it unto him y'all ain't clapping cause y'all done condoned it but the prophet now and the reason why the prophets has got to rise up is because God said I've done dealt with people quietly about their sin but they still singing in our choirs I done talked to them quietly about it but they still on our ministerial staff and God sent me here tonight to release a hundred of y'all and tell you 
are not crazy nor are you mean you have a profit office that's on you and will not allow you to sit by and allow people to disrespect the house of God reason why some of y'all ain't saying nothing is cause you got a counterfeit demon on you that will not say amen to the truth you got a serpent wrapped around you like an anaconda that will not let your arms up because that devil knows you've been foul for a long time you done mastered in makeup you done mastered in talent that's what's wrong with our churches we got demon possessed people that can do runs on our praise and worship team and we allow witches to spill out their mess on our congregation and you wonder why premarital sex has not stopped because we got hoes that are leading us into worship y'all not saying nothing to me but the prophet is up in here saying to all the other prophets take your bridle off your mouth shake your neighbor and say neighbor open your mouth or die nobody saying nothing I said shake your neighbor and say open your mouth and rebuke every hell raiser that's sitting up in your church sitting up in your choir sitting up in your usher or your soul is on the line God, God said, everybody, Theo Wilkins, everybody want to act like our generation of prophets, we mean. So now the war has been amongst us prophets, do we tame ourselves down so we won't lose the people? Or do we stand firmly and watch our crowds shrink? Ain't nobody going to talk to me. Nobody's going to talk to me now. No. Nobody, y'all not gonna say amen. Let me tell you why some of y'all ain't saying nothing. Because God sent me to give you an eviction notice. Because what we have is we got demons that when they can't get their way in one church, they jump to the next church. Nobody's saying nothing. Some of y'all in here right now, Heavenly Vision is your third church and it needs to be your last or you're going to die in your transition. Nobody's talking to me in here. Y'all don't want to clap. I don't care. I got a church. I'm going home to it. Great design to see me tomorrow Wednesday. I brought my backup. Ain't nobody scared of y'all. It's over. I need about 10 of y'all. Rock your neighbor say the witchcraft is over nobody still shouting y'all rebellious I told you to do something and you didn't do it with your stubborn self shake your neighbor say neighbor the witchcraft is over he said the people that want to come and say, I can't stay here no more. You know, you too mean, you too straightforward. You, you ain't, you, here's the thing, here's the problem. You ain't perfect yourself. Let me tell you something. The prophet ain't called to be perfect. Y'all gonna shout here, the prophet's called to be obedient. Ain't nobody saying nothing. I'm gonna get 30 prophets to holler right here because God will make you rebuke something and rebuke yourself at the same time. Nobody saying nothing to me. Those that are prophets don't want to be a prophet because it means that you sometimes have to call out in others what needs to be called out in yourself. I got to be perfect to tell you that you're still wrong. need a hundred of y'all to holler. Enough is enough. Ah, enough is enough. Well, 
that there's a pattern here. He said, and every time mankind gets to a place where they won't listen to the priest, our prayer services have gotten smaller, but our concerts have gotten bigger. We got community choirs that don't even pray before they perform. Be in church for three hours singing, but don't nobody come to the altar. It's because people have violated the priesthood. So now the prophets come up and God told me, God told me, how much time do I have? Am I good? God told me, God told me, he said, listen, I tried to talk to people. He said, I'm a talker first before I rebuke you. Some of y'all ain't saying nothing because you're scared. Because God told me a spirit of exposure is flowing through this house. No, that's why some of y'all sitting quiet. Because God said, I tried to talk to you, but you act like you don't want to listen. Nobody, nobody, no, 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 ain't nobody saying nothing. That word was for the pulpiteers, the prophets, the preachers, everybody in here. Touch your neighbor and say, stop ignoring God's call. He ain't going to keep calling you. After a while, he's going to knock on your door. And here's what he said. He said, look at the pattern here. He said, when we get in the Garden of Eden, what happens first? God starts off in a conversation with Adam. He says, Adam, where are you? He just wants to have a conversation. But then after Adam and Eve lie, not once, but two times, then when God figures out that I'm not going to have a decent conversation with them, he confronts the culprit head on. He confronts the serpent, curses the serpent, y'all ain't going to say nothing here, and drives out the accessories y'all not saying nothing our churches will never be what God wants them to be until not only do we kill the snakes but we dismiss the people that entertain the snakes I got 10 4 6 8 10 I tell y'all I take y'all God told me 2020 is not good enough for you to dismiss the leader of the clicky of the messy click he said you got to get rid of the whole click but let me tell you why y'all ain't saying amen because that may be we have to go a whole Sunday with no praise team at all because the devil is not in our seats the devil is in our leadership positions y'all not gonna talk to me because he rules wickedness in high places that's why some of y'all ain't saying nothing but I need some warriors up in here shake your neighbor's hand and say neighbor we gonna have to clean house every house every house every house every house he said I tried to talk to them but when they lied twice he said then after that hold on after that I had to confront it he said let's talk about Cain he said I try to talk to Cain he said where's your brother but when I saw that Cain was just like his daddy I then cursed him y'all not saying nothing the prophets do not emerge in the Old Testament until the people of God and the priests begin to think that they can fool God we are in dangerous times it is one thing to be sinful but it's another thing to be wicked when you are wicked wicked simply means that I do what I do with no conviction see I came from a generation that if I was a hoe and I was that when I finished being one I had sense enough to roll over and get out the bed and get on my knees and say Lord don't kill me now all of y'all that can't say amen I hope all you 
business come out. I need somebody in this place to touch your neighbor. I'm good. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, if you lose conviction, you are wicked. This generation is not trying to be in the closet. They want to be out of the closet and they want you to sanction it and they want you to marry them or they going to sue you. Well, sue on, baby. Because there's got to be a stance and there's still got to be a standard of holiness. Y'all not saying uh, even if I don't reach it, I need to be jumping for it. My problem is you got people that have no conviction will lie and never say they sorry. Will cheat and get married to the person they cheated with. Y'all not clapping there. They will do everything under the sun and stand in front of the altar and say, God told me to do it. Now it's one thing to lie on man. Ow! It's another thing to lie on God. And God said, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Y'all ain't got to ever hear me again. But I need a hundred of y'all to shake your neighbor and say, God is sick of it. He's sick of it. So God sent me here to say I'm raising up the prophets. Everybody high five your neighbor and the section that ain't moved the whole time I preach. High five your neighbor and say the prophets have got to rise up because we got too many preachers being more political than caring about God's people. I suggest to you that this is the greatest number of non-church going people that have ever walked this earth. The prophets got to rise up. Laws are endorsing abortion, same-sex unions, and now we got first gentlemen's. Ain't nobody saying nothing to me. Prophets got to rise up. Gun protection laws, but no children protection laws. The prophets got to rise up. The political office are writing policies that go against everything we stand for. The prophets have got to rise up. God told me I'm standing before people. Here's your shout that I shall bring you into great rooms of influence. But I'm not bringing you there for you to be tainted by the people you're sitting in the table with. I'm bringing you there so that you can tell it like it is. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. But I need someone to tell your neighbor you can't be scared of nobody in this season. If you scared, if you terrified that the person may not invite you back, then say what you got to say and get in your car and go back home. But God said I sent you there not to make money because I shall supply all of your needs according to riches and glory. I gave you that job and gave you a seat next to the boss to rebuke the boss and to save the supervisor's soul. Nobody's clapping there because you want status. You don't want sanctification. But I need a hundred of y'all. Lord, what is on me tonight? Shake your neighbor. Shake your neighbor's hand like you're going to shake it off. And say, neighbor, the prophets got to rise up. There's some people in this building that say I don't ever got to be on the church's payroll because I didn't join the church to be importante. I joined the church so I could serve God. There's some people in this building that love God with all 
all of a heart, with all of a mind, with all of a. So I thought you would holler there. There's some people in this building that would give their life for God because we already been to hell and back. And if it had not been for the Lord on my side, you would have been dead. You would have lost your mind. I need somebody to holler if you love God with all you got. I need you to said he said Michael he said I need you to go because I need you to awaken the prophets that are in the building here it is here it is I give you all these two points and then I'm gonna go home because something's on me and if I don't get out of here I'm gonna be laid out in a minute and then y'all gonna have to drive me home the text says the text says that Jeroboam was a wicked king Here's the thing, man. He says, but y'all got to understand that he wasn't the first king that was wicked. He, it was a generational thing. If, 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 if I don't get 10 people to talk back to me here, I'm in the wrong room. God said, Michael, you are in the room with people that have an anointing on them that's going to break generations of witchcraft. Okay, let's try it this way. I need you to lay hands on your neighbor and say, neighbor, when I holler, I'm coming after the stuff that was on your grandmama. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Ain't nobody saying nothing to me. Touch your neighbor say, when I pray, I'm coming for the stuff that was on your great uncle. Uh-huh. When you holler, that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why the devil is attacking some of our ministries because there's a prophetic matter on our house somebody shake your neighbor's hand and say neighbor I don't just want you to be free I want your whole lineage free I don't just want you to see the miracle I want your great great grandchildren to get the miracle as well the prophecy that's on me is going to make sure that every cousin in your family gets set free tonight shake your neighbor say neighbor give me 30 seconds to uproot everything that the devil has been doing in your family one two three the name of God. He said you got to understand. I need you to lay hands on your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I just felt something break. Not only are you coming out, but your daddy you never met is coming out. Your mama and your grandmama, your auntie and everybody else, say they all coming out. I said, holler. They all. Uh-huh. I'm coming. 
help me up in here. Jesus, help me in here, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, listen to me. He said, I need you to understand that I'm talking to prophets in here who have an anointing on them to break generational witchcraft. The second thing I need you to understand, and I don't know if I'll make it past this point, is that we don't know the name of this man. The text says, I knew nobody would say nothing there. The text says, his name is man of God. God. There's a generation coming up that says you don't need to know my name. All you need to know is that I'm a man or a woman of God. See, we got a troublesome thing in our churches where people don't shout off of the of. They don't shout on the fact that I don't just know God. Y'all better talk to me. I belong to God. Nobody's saying that to me. I need, when's the last time you had a praise break that you belong to God? When's the last time you said they don't have to put a title on me? They don't have to give me a parking space? I'm good. Just know that I'm a man of God. Here's the shout. And you don't have to know my name, but you gonna know that I was here. Because wherever I go, I don't go by myself. I carry the power of God with me. God, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay with this. Somebody wrap your arms around your neighbor real quick. I say, neighbor, do you feel that? That's because I didn't come in here by myself. But I'm coming in here for deep. I got God the Father. God the Son. And God the Holy Ghost. I don't say nothing. I need somebody. Rock your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Say, I'm a man or woman of God. Which means that because I belong to God, I don't ever need to be popular. Can I rebuke something in here that some of y'all ain't gonna say? I cast off of you the spirit of attention. There's too many people in our churches that want to be popular at the expense of their anointing. But I say neighbor it doesn't profit me to know nobody if God doesn't know my name is there anybody in here that could tell your neighbor you don't have to ever like me that as long as I got Jesus on time then that's all I need I finally came to the place man about an L.A. knows us. I could care less if I'm popular on the world network. And some of you young preachers better get over trying to be seen. And I need somebody to lay hands on your neighbor and say, neighbor, what problem am I to gain the whole world? And lose his soul. Somebody should have shouted right there. Whatever you speak, God shall protect 
you. I can't deal with the whole text. But he said, oh, altar is getting ready to be destroyed. And I need about 35 of y'all to prophesy to your neighbor and say, neighbor, every idol is getting ready to come down. And all of these churches, I thought this was a citywide thing. Y'all help me. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I see altars getting ready to be broken. I see people we put on pedestals getting ready to come down like never before. And I know some of y'all don't want to say nothing because you believe that they got power over you. But the devil is a liar because when the king turned around and he pointed his hand out to the man and he says, she's the man. The Bible said his hand got stuck and all of a sudden he couldn't bring it in. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, this is not the season for you to speak ill of me because whatever you try to do to put me in a stronghold, God is going to make sure that you stuck in it yourself. I wish I had about a hundred of y'all make a declaration to the enemy. Say, devil, you are a liar. And whatever somebody's saying against me, may it turn on their own head. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, the next 30 days is God paralyzing some folk that's been smiling in your face. Uh-huh, but they've been lying on you. They've been acting like they love you. But the whole time they're trying to destroy you. Who am I talking to in this building? Y'all not talking back to me. But I need somebody to tell your neighbor. Say, I speak this over your life. No weapon. Ain't nobody. Ah! That storm that kills shall prosper. Y'all looking at me, but you're not hollering. Grab your arms around somebody and say, neighbor, they should have kept their mouth off of you. They should have left your church instead of trying to destroy you. Because God said, now I'm getting ready to make them paralyzed. Some of y'all ain't shouting because you got blood on your hands. Some of y'all not hollering because you got a foul thing that's in your spirit. But God told me to tell every preacher, this is your night to shout. He said that I'm handling every witch in your fold. I'm handling every naysayer, every person that's praying against your wife, every person that's praying against your house. Please, I need somebody to get loud in here and tell three people it's too late. in here. If you know you're called to speak the truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Turn to your neighbor and say I speak over you. No more compromise.
compromise. Y'all ain't saying nothing in here. I said, shake them again. I said, I speak over you. No more compromise. If they leave, let them leave. If they go, let them go. For I hear God saying, I'm getting ready to give you more than you lost. 2020 is the year of the exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask a thing and I'm done tonight but before I get out of here the last sign that he was a prophet was God had in his enemies but then what he said came to pass good evening but before I get out of here y'all better shout cause God said 2020 is the year that everything that you declare is getting ready to come to pass if nobody shouts you gotta shout on your own word ain't nobody saying nothing shake your neighbor I said shake them I say neighbor you don't You better shout But God himself Is going to bring the past Every word That you spoke If you didn't speak nothing Then shut your mouth But if you told somebody That God Is getting ready To make a way Out of no way Then open your mouth And seal it children. I want you to praise them for the word of God that you spoke over your family. I want you to praise them for the word of God that you spoke over your church. One, I need to hear you. Two, I need to hear you.
until they start hollering. It's coming to pass. Every cancer cell is rock drying up. It's coming to pass. HIV is getting out of here. It's coming to pass. Switch partners say it's coming to pass. Your children shall be blessed. Your children's children shall be blessed. You shall be blessed in the city. You shall be blessed in the field. You shall be blessed when you come. You shall be blessed when you go. You shall be blessed on the top. You shall be blessed on the bottom. Somebody holler. Don't play with me. Do you believe it? Do you know God's going to do it? Open your mouth. I said 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 open it. Open it. Open it. Listen to me, hold on. Listen. I don't have time to play with this. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, now neighbor, if you never shout again, don't leave me hanging tonight. Say, if he said it, then he will do it. Y'all not saying nothing. God told BPG very clearly. He said, Everybody ain't gonna shout here, I'm good. I'll take the three, four people, your wife, them, pastors, some of y'all. I'll take a few of y'all that's gonna shout on this. God said, every person in here that has had to be obedient to the point where it hurt them, he said, next year is dedicated to them. Uh-huh, go ahead. No, no, hey. That's one of your prophets. Nobody helping her dance. See, here's the problem. With the Holy Ghost move, everybody want to be special. But God said, all of y'all can't shout. Because some of y'all, when you were given the option to compromise, you did. That's why y'all not saying nothing. But God said, the remnant in here that said, okay, I had to eat top ramen. Okay. Okay, I thought I was going to lose everything, but I couldn't tell nobody. God said, you're the one that needs to jump out of your seat and shout. He said, because the next year is dedicated and paying you back. Here's the shout for your obedience. Now, if y'all don't holler, get your devil self out of here. Say neighbor, 
Say, neighbor, have you told people what God was going to do? Look at them and say, everything that you let come out of your mouth that God told you he would do, God said, if you don't praise me tonight, I'm going to transfer it to somebody else. He said, because the only way God will ever know that you believe it is if you put a praise on it. who's been walking by faith grab you a partner say meet me at the altar cause I need to give God praise for the manifestation of what I told people he was gonna do if you ain't got a dream that's bigger than your reality then stay in your seat but I need some people in this place that say all I got is a promise from God and I dare you to tell your neighbor Pick them up and put them down and shout like you already got it. You got 30 seconds to seal it with a praise. Prophecy and praise go hand in hand. I said prophecy and praise go hand in hand. Pastor, can you join me on the stage? Pastor or elder, can y'all join me up here real quick? Pastors, pastors, come on. close, but give your neighbor some room. Here's what nobody's going to say. 2019, it's okay. You guys don't have to react to it. We can continue to put on the front. 2019 has been the year where we almost gave up. Watch this. Nobody would believe it because God has allowed us to prosper publicly while we were struggling with our own faith privately because we were wondering, Lord, have you forgotten what you told me? Did you drag me out here to make me look stupid? God told me to tell every preacher up in here. He said, every dime you spent, I don't have time to, I don't have time to pull y'all into this. Every dime you spent, 
everything that you deposited, believing that the vision was coming to pass, that the property would be bought, that the building would be built, that the nonprofit would be started, everything that you have put together on paper, God said tonight, if you praise me tonight, he said you'll be holding the keys next year to it. I'm not playing with y'all. But I need some folk to help them out. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift both of them. Lift both your hands. You know why? Somebody, you want to grab, grab one arm. Grab one arm. Uh-huh. The one on the other side, grab the other arm. Grab the other arm. God said, what's coming your way, you are going to need help to be able to carry it back to your family. Ain't nobody saying nothing. God says that every dream that you thought you passed up, 
because you have to be the strong one for your family. God said, I'm getting ready to give it back to your daughter, and I need somebody to holler like that's your sister. shout because the Lord said when I was shouting right there I saw every one of our members who didn't mind being rebuked he said every member that didn't mind being fathered God said God said every member everybody ain't gonna shout on this every member that didn't mind being mentored every member that could be chastised but they still stayed he said I'm gonna make them so wealthy that they're gonna take care of your ministry by themselves season ended tonight the question is can she get at least five women to shout that her breaking season is over tonight ain't nobody saying nothing I said can she get some women to shout that her breaking season is
that the things that within this very year, childhood hurt that has come back to try to torture this young man, God said that he allowed him to go through what he'd been through when he was younger so that he will probably have the largest national mentor ministry for broken young men that need to be whole again. Here's the shout. And God says, all he got to do is write the vision, submit it, and there's a grant funder. There's a grant for it. God said, it's going to be paid for. He ain't going to have to come out the pocket for it. At all, none whatsoever. We don't need Michael here to shout for it. His wife is shouting. And the two of them are one. So I just need somebody else to praise God for the funding that's getting ready to come. Here's what oh, Everyone lift your hands. I want to know if there's prophets in here. So I need you to open your mouth and begin to speak unto God. you have I need you to call out to him tonight while you are crying out I come against the spirit of fear listen to me I come against the spirit of fear that thing that makes you hold back. That thing that makes you draw up in your shell. That thing that makes you say, oh, I can't say that. Who am I? God said, the chains are coming off tonight. Open your mouth, prophet. Cry out. Double shake it. coming to an end tonight you have a humble heart I don't even know you that well but you you have a humble heart but because of your humble heart people have felt the need to try to take advantage of you throughout your life just always feel like well he's humble you know I can just do things to him and he, he'll just turn the other cheek and all of those good things and, and God told me to tell you that the reason just like I brought you from back there up here God said, here's the thing. Don't ask how they got your number when they call. God said, don't even try to figure out how they was able to get in touch with you. 
But if I be black and I can't change it, God said, I'm getting ready to give you a national platform. Not because you desire it, but because I can trust you with it. I'm not saying it. He said, and the worship that you have now, he said, carry it when you stand amongst bishops and elders and when you preach across the nations and when God opened up to you all these different platforms, you won't need, people will say you don't have a right to be there. They're going to say you don't deserve to be there. But God said, I look on the heart. I don't look on the gifting. I don't look on the talent. I look on the heart. And in the name of Jesus, I repair your heart. I ask God to make you focus on what's coming and not what has been. God said, you ain't seen nothing yet. This is not even the tip of the iceberg, what he's going to do in you and for you and through you and through your ministry. He said, where you are now is training ground. He said, but I got greater for you, more for you, more for you and your family and your children. He said, there's a generational blessing on you. How about? He said that you will not struggle. He said, you shall walk in wealth. God said, you shall produce books that will change people's lives. God said, start writing as of this weekend. Oh, God said, because publishing is going to come your way. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God said that you shall lead conferences. God said you shall you shall you about to come to the front David God said you about to come to the front David God said you watch other people get it he said you celebrated other people he said but now it's your turn it's your season it's your time he's getting ready to pay you back and here's the shout it's gonna be rapid God said he gonna give you back in three months what you had to struggle through for the last three years and I wish I had some people shout for him I said over your mouth Open your mouth and give God glory. Now let's get ready to go. Bishop. Bishop, First Lady. My word is simple. I'm going to say it how I hear it. It's been a good run. I'm done after tonight. After I say this, I'm done. I'm going to take up some money and I'm done with this. Come on, first, first lady. Oh, my God. If I shall not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, have no room to store God says Taylor's been a good run God says you've done all you can do with what was handed to you God says your season of testing traditional people ain't gonna say amen here I don't care your season of of him testing your ability to be faithful over a few ended tonight. How? This place is not big enough to hold the seminary that he wants to start. Nobody say another. This place 
It's not big enough. Y'all not clapping. It's not big enough to hold the charter school that he needs to start. Two separate things I just said. I said two separate things I just said. I called for the university out of here. Oh! I called for the university, Bible college out of here. Every person in here that has children that belong to this ministry, God said everything about this ministry blesses to the third generation. Y'all catch that later. If you don't want to shout on that, I can't help you. Everything about this generation, everything about this ministry, blesses to the third generation. That's, that's all I got to say about that. That means that every single person that's in here, God didn't just put something on you, but your great-grandchildren will be blessed because of your shout tonight. Okay, that's all right. What I just spoke against, therefore, is that God said there'll be no miscarriages in here. Ain't nobody said God, nobody said that. God said that those that had barren wombs, they shall open up. Nobody said nothing. God, God said that this shall be a house of multiplication. Nobody saying nothing. Children and children, children and children, children shall be blessed. Hello. Sons and daughters shall prophesy. College of, listen to me. I call you Elijah. Ain't nobody saying nothing. You have the you have the power on you to control atmospheres, which means whatever room God brings you in, you don't need it to be favorable. You can walk into any room. So therefore, all the appointments that need to be lined up for you to go to the bank to start closing these loans for the property that you've been having on your eye on, God says stop procrastinating. God said it's yours. You don't have to have all the paperwork because God said if he lets you put all the ducks in a row, you might take credit for it. He says, so I need you to walk in there and you don't have all the money yet and I need you to walk in there and you don't have all the stuff lined up. He said, you know why? He said, because when you announce that we are moving from this place to the next location, your next word will be nobody did this but God. Because God said 2020 is the year that you walk out of following legacy and creating your own legacy. God said this is the year where you shall create your own legacy your own son and daughters your own college of bishops I wish I had somebody holler for him every person I'm still not done God said reason why I got to give you overload he said for the last year he's done nothing but pour out he's done nothing but pour out and come home exhausted he's done nothing but pour out come home exhausted but God sent me here to pour back into your man God sent me here to fill up your husband to the next level God said out of this church shall come different locations God said that it shall be like a franchise 
apologize. God said that you all will be dispatched to different regions in the nation. Everything that you desire, God will take care of. God says that this house shall never die. Oh, nobody talking to me. See, some of y'all sat down, but I need some people. Greater Zion, let me tell you why I brought y'all here. Because God told me, let me tell you what's on this man of God. And, and when I say this, you have to know God told me. This is why in the spirit, you can't be conceited. You feel me? Because the Lord told me, Darby. He said, Michael, he said, I got a building for you. He said, I got land for you, Michael. He said, let me tell you what's on this man of God. A lot of people won't say what I'm about to say. What's on this man of God is the Lord told me, I will not do it for you until you bless him. See, ain't nobody going to say that. Most people, that are, when they get a certain level, they don't want to say stuff like that. But let me tell you something. Before you try to pick them up, leave them there because I'm about to tell you something. But when you are an ambassador of the kingdom, hello, and when you have an apostolic anointing on you, that means that people have got to come through here before they get the blessing because there's only a few people who are living what they are preaching there's only a few people who are dying to their flesh like you there's only a few people who will lay out in the floor at four o'clock in the morning and cry out to God simply because you forgot to say hello to somebody. See, I know it's time to go, but if I didn't come here tonight, you wouldn't have the stamina for 2020. You, if I didn't come here tonight, you would have never made it to December 31st because your spirit was tired of carrying people who were too heavy. Your spirit was exhausted for carrying other people's burdens and not a lot of people were carrying yours but God said apostle I must pour into you so that the nation shall be blessed I call Ghana out of you I call Switzerland out of you I call Australia out of you I call Japan out of you I call Beijing out of you I call Seoul Korea out of you nobody saying nothing your days of love are over. God said everything about you is international. God said you shall build orphanages. You say you shall save hundreds upon hundreds of children that cannot eat. This is the word of the Lord. I am done. But I seal it with a yay and an amen. And for 20 seconds, I need 20 people to holler for what God's going to do in this man of God. a shout in this place now I need you all
every person. I need every person in this building. Lord Jesus, have mercy on you. Do not play with me tonight. I need every person in this building to get a $20 gift in your hand. I want you to grab it. Do not worry about where you're going to get it from after this. It's going to come back to you. I'm not. It's coming back. Tonight is a deposit. Yeah, my Moshe. Into good ground. I want you to get it. I don't know how y'all do offering here. And, and it's on the screen. Follow that on the screen. If you do it on your phone or if you got it in cash, I don't care. I need you to come lay it at the altar. If it's on your phone, I need you to come with your phone and touch touch the altar. I came with my offering in my hand. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. told me to tell you you have to step into your calling you can't run another day God said you hit a glass ceiling God said the reason why you hit a glass ceiling because he said I won't let you go another further until you give me a complete yes oh! God said, God said, stop giving me this church yes. He said, give me the yes that your mama and your daddy trains you to give. He said, he said, that's the yes I want. He said, you scared? You should be scared. He said, but you, sir, are the next prophet to be birthed out of this city. Oh! God bless you. I said, I'm going to say it again, and then I'm going to let it go so we can go home and get some rest. You, sir are the next prophet to be birthed out of this city. It's nothing you can do about it. He's not, no. I hear the Lord saying, no, he's not giving it to somebody else. He's not. No, he's not transferring to nobody else. You know why? Because you shouldn't even be here. If the devil had his way, you wouldn't even be alive. But God said, I only let you be birthed so that you would do my will. Oh, He said, and if you do anything else, it will not bring me glory. Oh, God. His season of hiding is over. Now, Taylor, here's why at least 10 of y'all need to shout. His yes tonight is going to add 15 years to his life. Because the devil has been playing tricks with his mind but God said the spell has been broken tonight ain't nobody saying nothing I said the spell has been broken tonight I need you to give him a yes oh, 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 o
Yashi. We give you glory. Fulfillment. 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 Stay right there. Everything I need. Yeah, amen. Everything I need is in. Everything I need is in. Yeah, and amen. That's what I just hear in my spirit. And everything I need is in. Yeah, and amen. Have a I must say. Can I get someone to lift your hands and say that? Everything I need is in. Yeah, and amen. It's just a song I'm just making up real quick, but. Everything I need is in the end. Amen. Yes, God. You're healing. Everything I need is in the end. Amen. Oh, everything I need is in the end. Amen. Come on, help me. yellow and all I keep hearing the Lord saying is that that's been his season his season hasn't been red which means stop it's been yellow moving with caution slow it's been slow every now and then God will give you an opportunity that makes you say oh God this is my time and then just like that boom it's like he puts you back on the shelf God says 2020 your color changes from yellow to green. Have you been enjoying your time together? Good. Because mid-2020 and on to like 2023, he's going to be traveling so much that you really won't see him much. But you, you can handle it. Because God says, 
I now have to take you to the nations so that they can see what brokenness produces. Now, are you ready for this? The deficit that God's about to pull y'all out of is going to be so rapid. He is going to speak places and he's going to be like, babe, I cannot believe that they gave me this much just to do a poem. I keep hearing the number 1500. I keep hearing the number 1500 until it's paid off. That's all I keep hearing. 1500 till it's paid off and I keep hearing and the reason why I keep hearing syncopated like that is because God says the, the, when you change to green it's going to be consecutive like back to back to back to back listen the only thing about Peter and Paul you'll be talking about now is not how you rob one to pay for the other God said no 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 God said overflow like never before God overflow you know why because the children's college got to be paid for. And God says, you got to be self-sustained. And God says that you got to be able to take care of being able to leave a legacy and an inheritance and an inheritance for an inheritance for an inheritance for an inheritance. Here it is. Because there's more he's adding to your family. And God says, here's the thing. As he adds, he's going to add provision in the name of Jesus. That's all I got to say about that. I've been waiting to grab hold to him I've watched him on Instagram oh but God said just like I've watched him other people are watching him too and God says they're getting ready to find who he is they searching for him right now they asking who is that guy who is he that spoke at this function in this area and God said guess what he said they're getting ready to come they're getting ready to come to you they're getting ready to come to you so my job tonight is to speak double portion of anointing over you because you got to be able to handle the schedule oh you got to be able to handle the itinerary God said new poem are coming. Oh, God said new material is coming. Can I get 10 people to shout? Come on, 20 people shout, shout, shout.
before he leaves the room, can we stretch our hands toward this man? Father, we thank you for sending prophets into this house. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus that his mantle be long and his mantle have an eternal grace to it. That even when he transcends, that his mantle will fall on the next. And we declare it to be done and it is so. Strength over the prophet and it is so. Now if you thank God for what Pastor Michael J.T. Fisher has done tonight, can you give God praise for him? I trust everyone has been obedient and has given. You can text 84321. You can even do Cash App now. Our Cash App is dollar sign HVCLA. Dollar sign HVCLA. Listen. I need you to understand this. We're getting ready to go. So if, just, just hold tight for a second. Listen. I want you to know that he and I Although we're very close brothers, we don't have that type of relationship where we talk about the nuance of our church. That's why when I go to his house and prophesy to him and his people, they know it's authentic and vice versa. Heavenly vision, did he not, where's my wife? Did he not prophesy everything that we are right now? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And so I'm going to need you to get your life and obey what the prophet has said. I've been fighting the apostolic grace. I, I had to repent to my wife and several others and I sat down and I told him, I said, you know what? Honest, honest to God. I allowed myself to be consecrated because I thought it was an easy out from the apostolic grace. So if they, if they consecrate me as a bishop, then I'll have a see and, and I'll, have a, I'll, I'll have a jurisdiction and I could just be there and, and I can shake the apostolic anointing. Almost 10 years ago, Bishop Kennedy Omar, we were sitting in a, in a gathering and, and Pastor Michael was in that gathering. And Bishop, as he's teaching, he looked at me and said, you have an apostolic anointing on your life. Churches are going to be birthed out of you. You're going to have a grace to go all over the world. And he began to speak. And I, I was like, hey, okay, hey, man, God bless you. But we've done all we can do here. He said, we've done all we can do here. The reason why you men and women of God, the reason why y'all got to get your life now, because it's vital. God's putting us in the place to where things are happening. This is why we got to deal with all the stuff. This is why we can't let nothing slide. You think I'm hard. You think Karen is hard. Probably some of you think her more than me. Because she sees what y'all don't see in me. Paul tells the Corinthian church, he says, I bear the suffering of your disobedience. Karen's the only one that sees the whoopings I take in the spirit. 
she's the only one that sees the stripes that are on my back because I'm covering you in your disobedience. And I, I, I do functions for you because you haven't sold out to God to step up and actually get it done. But I thank God that he sent a prophet in this room. Alex and several other pastors, some of the pastors, Pastor Jeremy, who was here, Pastor Bro, Bo, they actually said, well, I, we don't know anybody in the city who got, who got a school of ministry like this, who have allowed preachers throughout the city, preachers from other churches to come and do it for free. And I felt so disheartened. And the Lord took me to Charles Spurgeon's. Some of you may not know who Charles Spurgeon is. The, he's the famed preacher from the 1800s. He lived in England. Listen to me. When Charles Spurgeon died, you theologians in the room, y'all hear this. When Charles Spurgeon died, they, they, rec they record that he had amassed over $51 million in the 1800s because he was itinerant preacher. But when you study his life, here's what he did. He created a free college called the Preacher's College. He opened orphanages. Did y'all hear the prophet speak tonight? Y'all can go to room four right now and get, the, and get the rendering. We're getting ready to do this stuff right now. And God is opening doors. And millions have been prophesied to us, not for the, not for the fact that we can be millionaires, but so that we can accomplish everything that God called us to do. He didn't know it. And I don't know if Deacon Mike, if he got the email, I don't know if DeMarcus got the email, but I got an email today from some of our partners today that there's some stuff that we got to pull the trigger on next week. Our apostolic elders came and they said, listen, don't lease. Don't, we, the money rolled down. Did it not? Rolled down. I said, okay, well, listen, my people are tired. We're, we're, we, we've expanded as much as we can. Let's, let's go and get the warehouse and do what everybody else is doing. Did we not tell you that, Dick and Mike? Let's get it done. We were ready. Men of God came to us and said, listen, whatever you do, don't get into a lease. Wait, and God is going to grant you the grace to pay for something, to buy it. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm just telling you now, Everybody who's under the sound of my voice, if you're going to be in heavenly vision, if I'm going to be your pastor, if Karen and I are going to be your leaders, then obey. Just obey. Here, you got two options here. Obey or leave. That's, 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 all, that's the only option you got now. Obey or leave. We're not kicking nobody out. We're not pushing nobody out. But God is setting. Thank you. I was with David Cobb last night. Karen can attest to this. David Cobb said, you need to go back to Heavenly Vision and you need to tell them, ready or not, I am making it an apostolic house. I have the paper. I can, I can show you right now. Not that we're, we're going to be apostolic as a denomination. Apostolic in power. So we thank God for the man of God. People ask me, why you, you didn't preach less this year than you've ever preached? Yes, because I have to get our people trained and I get, have to get our ears trained of me not standing here every weekend. So, Father, we thank you for the word that has been given. 
we pray now that we will be obedient. And I pray strength for every one of you who have been called to be the prophets to your family. And I pray strength over you. And I pray grace over you. And if he was standing here, he'd do it. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord grant you his peace. And may you write his name on your children. For his word declares that he will bless you. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Listen to me. Here, here, here are our leaving instructions. Here are our leaving instructions. too many times we, we leave out of this and we oh, start laughing we go back into we got it Chris thank you so much she's she a servant for real she's <laughs> I don't want anybody to devalue what has happened here because I don't want just to leave prophetic utterances gone forth and great things are happening I don't want anybody to leave and miss what God is doing here so I need you to go and for heavenly vision uh, we, are, we are calling our fast to conclusion tonight and we're praying that you have heard from the Lord and that God has given you clear instruction. Romans 15, 14, excuse me, Romans 13, 14 has been the banner scripture for December. If y'all have that, can y'all put that on the screen for me, please? Thank you so much. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. As you leave here, I need you to understand this. God is getting ready to give you greater access than you've ever had in your life. And you will have the ability to make provision for your flesh. But I need you to make no provision for your flesh. And the only way you can do that is by putting on Jesus. All right? And so be... Cons <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Think about the next words that come out of your mouth very deeply before you say them. Thank you, Lord. Because the next words that are, that are going to come out of your mouth, and especially to the people that you may have awkward right now, the next words that come out of your mouth directed toward them may be the words that seal your fate or that scribe your destiny. So be led, be led, be led by God. Be led by God. Hallelujah. How many of you are you glad you came tonight? Do me a favor, 30 seconds. Can you pray grace over your neighbor quickly? Just, just connect with them however you need. Just pray, pray grace over them quickly. Pray grace over them. Because the enemy is going to try to steal this word. The enemy is going to try to, she's going to try to change some stuff. Pray grace over them in the name of Jesus. Grace over them in the name of Jesus. I pray grace over every pastor in this room, pastors who, who are still here, even those that are gone. Thank you for coming, pastors. Thank you for coming, men and women of God. Y'all gave up y'all night to be with us. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Greater Zion, I love y'all. Y'all my real family. I love y'all for real. Mama Fisher, I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Heavenly Vision, I love y'all. Thank you so much. Amen. Some people have been waiting for it. The already done hoodies and shirts are here now. So I'm excited about that. 
And listen, a shirt that I, I we, we created, it, it, it says O greater than sign S. It's a brand we're declaring it. Just obedience is greater than sacrifice. It's a long sleeve shirt and has obedience on the arm. That's back there too. Uh, God is going to do something, man. Here, you want to let us go home? revival is coming back revival is coming back I want you guys to spend the rest of this year this last month writing vision this, the, the whole next couple of weeks is you carrying something with you that you can jot notes down because God is going to give you clear instructions concerning what 2020 looks like. Where's your wife? Right here? That was a smooth way I, I asked. I didn't want to be like, that's your wife? And he's like, oh no. Because I, I don't know everybody. God is going to make them buy into the vision that God has given them. <laughs> Because there is an apostolic and Pentecostal grace that's, that's on you, teach you how to start one. I'm going to connect you to the people that I know at USC because you need to because there's grant money for you. There's programs for you. She going to oversee it. Can I tell y'all what level you're about to go into? You're about to go into the level of I don't know what I'm doing but I'm following God.
GZ, y'all know I done fell into that. That prophetic mode. Yolanda, you going back back home real quick to check on some some more property? You about to go back home and check on some more property? God said you need to because there's some more money in there they try to keep from you getting, but God said he's going to give it to you. We haven't even talked. Get on the plane. As a matter of fact, the Lord said that he literally, like the story, has paralyzed people and they can't do nothing with it, which is the reason why they had to call you. Because you got sneaky people in your family that don't want you to have it, but God said you're going to have it anyway. Y'all should catch her. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. In the name of Jesus. I know y'all think this is hocus pocus, but touch a neighbor and say, we're in the season of after hours. When you got your keys and you about ready to go, God, God said that's when miracles is going to start happening. I hear the Lord, I just got to throw in the atmosphere. I hear home ownership in this house. Some of y'all pity patting, but God said it's time for you to have keys. So you break that curse of renting. I hear keys in here. Oh, you've been prophesying that too. I don't know why nobody's saying nothing to me. I'm just here to confirm it. I hear keys in here. I'm not playing with y'all. And let me be specific. The Lord said, no hand-me-downs. I'm not prophesying condominiums in here. I'm prophesying three or four bedroom houses. And I, I don't do that. I don't, I don't, GZ, y'all know I don't prophesy houses and homes. But the thing is, is I'm talking to people that got seed in the ground. I got, I'm talking to people that got seed in the ground. And the harvest has got to come. All right, it's, it's time to go home in Jesus' name. Lift your hands. At Greater Zion, we say, are we family? They say yes. I say yes. And they say we are family. Okay. Are we family? And yes? Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May he make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee such peace. And so you shall put his name upon your children. And he promised that I, uh -huh, that I will bless them. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and give God praise. Hug your neighbor one last time and say, God love you. I love you. There is nothing you can do about it. Everything I need.
Were you blessed by the message you just heard? If so, please leave a review so others can glean from the lessons you learned. And if you would like to help us continue ministry, feel free to give at hvcla.com. We love you, family.